What's up, planner lovers? It's your girl, Sharice, and we back for another episode of the Plan on Purpose podcast. This week, we have Candice from Candy's Creations, and I'm excited to get into this conversation. We had a bomb conversation, and when I tell you she had me laughing, she is hilarious, hilarious and real, and I think we need a little bit of that right now. She shares with us her journey in her planners and also some of the struggles she has with her creative side, which I think we can all relate to. So um, let's just get into it. So first of all, I just want to say, again, thanks so much for taking the time to, to chat with me. Um, I just love all your planner stuff. Um, on your Instagram and your YouTube. So I did um, watch a couple of your videos and I saw that you, like me, have been very um, color coordinated for a long time. I was that that high schooler too that was like, oh, if I'm getting a red notebook, it's got to be a red pen and a red color like folder. So tell me a little bit about how that kind of transitioned you into the planner world. So you're saying like, how did I get into like the whole color coordinating turned into planning kind of deal? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I didn't even know that there was a big planning world out there, period. Um, I definitely was always the kind of person in high school where I everything had to match. Like even, mm-hmm. I mean, I wrote it down on the calendar. I would not wear the same outfit for 30 days and then I'm like, oh, I wear this pink, pink, pink. I was always <laughs> in the planet, but I was like a Lisa Frank girl back then because it had all yeah. the bright colors and stuff like that. Um, I lived in California for a while and I worked at this restaurant called Glassstone where we had all these bright shirts. And I would have to like if I'm take and if I take your order and I'm wearing a pink shirt, I'm writing with the pink pen kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I was trapped. It was even to the point like I was even a, a fake what a, I ain't gonna talk about that but anyway um <laughs> so when I finally heard about like planning um I'm good friends with at home with Kita mm-hmm. um Marquita, yeah and so she told me about it like and I don't even remember when she, she had been planning for a while but then all of a sudden she brought it up and she's like you know, I think I'm about to start this YouTube and this and the other. And there's a whole world of planners. And what really caught me was when Happy Planner had the Glam Girl line. And mm-hmm. that was it for me. It was just like, it was pink. It was cheetah print. It was all things girly lipstick print. Because I used to be like a, a makeup artist for years. So yeah. like any yeah. lipstick print, lipstick, all of that, that was me. And And from there, I think. Seeing that and knowing that um, my memory is bad, you know, like you could ask me how last weekend was, and I'd be like, uh, "Can't remember." <laughs> I'd be like, "Let me think about it for him." And I literally have to sit there and be like, "What did I do Friday when I got off work?" And then Saturday, like, I, I, I just, I don't remember. So, so once I found out from her, like, it's something cute that you can do, and there's like a whole world of it, and then. I'm actually able to remember things, then I guess I was just all in after that. So you're saying that you, you're good friends with her. Did you meet like in the planning community or did you know her before? No, we, um, we're of the same faith. So it just happened to be that we ended up going to the same, uh, congregation for services and stuff like that. And we became good friends through that way. And then that's when, you know, she started, 
introduce her because prior to that I didn't know and I didn't even know her. So it was yes. through our social faith that we that we started to connect. Okay. Yeah, that's great. I do hear a lot of people who meet um, or see, I should say, meet people uh, in the planet community and then they become friends. So I'm always interested to see, you know, if that's if that's how people connect. But I think that's pretty awesome. Um, so she told you about the planet thing. I love her channel. I think it's amazing. Um, I think her planner style is super cute, kind of matches to um, it makes me happy to see that there are a lot of people who are just as organized and it's just as um, serious about being organized as I am because I'm that way as well. So you did say that you were a makeup artist. Um, how was that transition going from um, being a makeup artist to opening up your shop? Your uh, my Candy's Creations? Yes. Oh, you done really did your research. <laughs> um, you know what? I I think I moved to Atlanta. Um, I, I probably have been here like a good ten years now, and I I was a mm, I was a makeup artist for many years. But then when I moved to Atlanta about ten years ago, there was a big influx of tons of makeup artists, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't even realize how many there were. And so, you know, I did my thing for a little while, but then it became a point where it wasn't a, um, it was, it started to not become my passion anymore because of how competitive it was. Because you had people that were starting off being makeup artists and, you know, they were like, oh, for $25, $30, I'll beat your face. But then you have people that have purchase all their products and you know they know their worth and it's like oh this might be about a 75 dollar deal and then you have people that are professional celebrity makeup artists and you're talking 300 dollars, and it was just too much competition yeah. for me and it just wasn't yeah, worth it that. and I felt like a lot of people devalue makeup artists they all wanted to barter and they wanted stuff for free and stuff like that and it's just like you're asking for my time and my product and you know, mm-hmm. and so then when you won't do it, then they go get the $40 person. So I just basically retired. Um, and so Candy's Creations is that did start off as, you know, the being the makeup artist. But then it turned into my drinkware company. Um, basically, just I was just looking for something extra to do. And mm-hmm. I knew that I've always been a collector of drinkware um yeah. any kind of drinkware martini glasses regular glasses cup i mean like if you see my house i have you know two boys and my husband there's probably only about 12 glasses they can drink out of and the other 50 to 60 are all my yeah you know you what know? I, i'm wondering if that's like a requirement like you have to love cups to be a planner lover because i find that it they go hand in hand you love coffee you love cups you love planning because I have an upset, a serious obsession. My cabinet won't close like yeah. that. How and serious like never, my obsession is. And, and, you know, like I never even knew that so many planner people collected like Starbucks tumblers and stuff like that, because I have a good 30 coffee cups just by itself. Yes. And tumblers started coming out. And now I'm like, wait, I'm fighting for people in these streets to get this tumbler. Oh, like, listen, you know, like not about the t- Talk about the Tumblr fight and the like Girl. getting on Facebook and being like, you can you imagine my struggle when I came over here and I was like, listen, I'm living in Germany. I could just call my friends and tell them to go to Starbucks and I have friends going to Starbucks and they're like, I've been to four and I can't find these things that you're looking for. Like, I'm like, what I'm are you kidding I'm me? 
your new planner, Bestie, because we got a system <laughs> over here in these streets. Because we have another friend, Yazzie's World. Jasmine, there's like a trio of us. It's me, Marquita, mm-hmm. and Yasmin. We call ourselves okay. TP3 at this point, the planning trio. Um, yes, so cute. Marquita will stay home, but me and Yaz will get up at five o'clock in the morning and be like, yo, you get that Starbucks, I'm gonna get this Starbucks, we're gonna meet halfway. Yes. So I mean, it's a system <laughs> That's to this. Um yes, you got but, you gotta have more than one person because if you trying to do it by yourself, you be tired. You be so tired. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you'd be mad like the last set that came in, the, the studded ones. I walked into one and I promise I was there at 504. And this lady was already at the register with six of them. And I'm just like, oh, like she took them all. So, (sighs) you know, but I think that for any kind of planner, it takes a special kind of woman to really be into that. And I feel like it's our outlet, it's our creative outlet, you know, like you could be a grown woman and be creative and have fun with it and do your thing that makes you feel good. And whether it be, you know, decorating or collecting, like, this is me. Like, you know, I have a house full of boys. Don't touch my stuff, even though y'all break it all. You know, so this yeah. is me. So the company, so that's how I transitioned Candy's Creations makeup into Candy's Creations cupware, which was before, that was almost like right after I started planning. It was okay. just, I felt like it's really fun to have something your own and to have something personalized. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, you know, that you can always find stuff on Etsy, but like, who do you really know that you could be like, Hey, I want this made. Can you make it like that? And, you know, you want something to feel more personal. And so that's why I started doing it. Like I wanted people to be able to personalize gifts for people and, you know, not, and, and for it to feel more intimate because you know, the person making it rather than you have to just go through this Etsy outlet and order and just, you know, you have that non, you know, that not in a personal kind of connection is, yeah. you know, so it was just me. And then it was also me just tired of my boys breaking all my stuff. And I'm just like, well, I'm just going to start making my own. Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. And it's just me, my son and my husband as well. So zero understanding about all the pretty things in my house. My husband just knows I don't touch it because you might try to kill me. So <laughs> Girl, I, don't, I mean, I honestly don't even have pretty things in my house. I just got my cups and stuff like that. But my office this is like my pretty space at work. Yes. It's all rose gold, and, and that's where all my Starbucks tumblers lay, because that's mm-hmm. why I know. They so yeah, other than that, totally get that. <laughs> so how would you describe your your planning style? Because and I ask people this because I know that like you're a happy planner, um, girl. But at the same time, like everybody kind of has a different style. How would you describe your planning style or your creative process as it, if it pertains to your planning? Everything is all Kita Shop, Little Miss Fancy Plans, and Goldmine and Coco. Mm-hmm. Who yeah, I'm on the creative I see your team. dolls every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel like, you know, in the beginning, I started off, you know, just trying to learn my vibe as far as, like, you know, how I lay, you know, how I lay stickers down or whatever it might be. But I feel like over time, because now I'm, I feel like I'm going on, like, two, two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. I've become more functional, but I, every time I plan, I start off with either a quote or a doll that really speaks to me. Yeah. And then from there is how I lay everything else around it. Um, I love the gold mine and cocoa. So when I first started planning, I didn't know anything about gold mine and cocoa until probably like the next year. And then when I finally saw the dolls, 
and the representation, which there are quite a few companies now that have that representation. Yes. yes. You know, I was like, oh, this is cool. And for me, I felt more connected to the representation than just the happy planner style, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I just, you know, I just wanted something that just made you reflect when you look at your planning. So that's why I pick a quote and I pick a, so happy planner to me is good for quotes or whatever. Yes. I always use flowers or something like that, but you know, being 35 years old, I don't want to be too kitty. And to, to this point, they, to me, happy planners become more kitty. So I'm more about just the representation of representing the people that are trying to, you know, that know that there's so many of us yes. out that are planning and are trying to cater to us. Right. Um, and so I use their, both of their inserts because they're neutral. Um, you know, it's just black and white. And that was another thing. All the happy planner layouts had all these colors and, you know, the, the, the insides with the preparations got pink and purple and blue. And that was messing up my vibe when I planned. Like, yeah, you, know, you weren't really into that style. Yeah. yeah it's like so a whole month I got to be blue because like, what if I want to be yellow? You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, so so for me, I feel like my style at this point is, is more functional, uh, but like just functional cute. Like I don't have to have like. You know, I, I honestly don't like when I see uh, planners that have like a whole kit. Like you can buy kits from people, but they don't put yeah. the whole five pages of kits on it and like yeah, <laughs> kind of deal. You know, yeah. because for my planning, I take a lot. Like I'm a Franken planner at this point, and I have mm-hmm. tons of things I have to keep up with. So I need a lot of white space. I need a lot of lists. I need a lot of just functional but just make it cute at the same time. Exactly. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah, um, I totally understand that. I kind of, I'm, I'm in the same boat as well, but that's also why I, I make my own inserts because I like the ability to say, this is working for me, um, this isn't, and now I can change it. So for like, for me, the first, I only printed the first three months of the inserts that I designed for this year um, because I had some inserts last year, but I had just had my son and I was just like, listen, I don't got time to be designing nothing. So I just ordered some inserts and um, this year I actually sat down and, and designed them and I, I like them. But if I didn't, the thing about that is I could just say, mm, I don't want to use these anymore. And it's my ink and my paper and I didn't just buy a whole planner. Um, but don't get me wrong. I get I get the 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 FOMO, the vibe, the fear of missing out and be like, I have to have, oh, the happy planner has this. I have to have it. But then I remember like, are you really going to use that? And is it right. what works for you? And that's what the thing I love about this community is that everybody can find something that works for them, um, especially speaking to to what you're saying about representation for us um, brown girls and black girls. And we are finding out that, hey, there are shops that have stickers that look like us. For me, the shop that I kind of started looking at um, originally when I first got into planning and finding out about Etsy shops was Simply Me Quiche was one of the um, first shops that I had ever found. And she had the the little the girls with the puffs. And at the time I had longer hair, I have short hair now, but I had longer like natural hair. And that was me like all the time, like a puff. And the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, my goodness, that she looks just like me. Like, that's me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it's my amazing hair, that's how my important puff. that is for us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It's so important. I don't think we even realize it until we see it. And, that, and I feel like that's why so many people try to target our young girls, like, you know, for them to have something that they can get excited about because mm-hmm. it, it represents 
represents them. And for us, I mean, we got so many shapes and sizes and hairstyles. Yes. And, you know what I'm yes, saying? Like skin tones and yeah. interests and it's it's beautiful. Um just being able to see I've like been in the planner community for um, since 2014 and for me it's been amazing to see this transition because when I first started planning there was a lot of things that I didn't see I didn't even use people in my planner when I first started planning it was all just like icons and functional stickers because again I started for work but when I transitioned to using my planner for home and budget planning and things like that um, it was mostly just icon stickers reminded me to clean the refrigerator change the sheets and pay my phone bill and after a while I kind of was like eh, you know this is pretty but I want a girl that like you said got short hair with some glasses on or she you know got brown skin and she just she she's my vibe so I totally get where you're coming from um with that here's a question what do you wish you had known when you first started planning um um, I would say that FOMO is real (laughs) Yeah, it's funny because Marquita did this. She did this thing like five things I wish I knew. And she messaged us like, what should we say? And that was my response. Like FOMO is real. I never knew about FOMO. Um, And so, you know, I I never knew once I got into the community, like how much you'd be like, I don't want to miss out on this. And I don't want to miss out on that. And then you run Mm -hmm. in to go get this. you know, it gets to be too much. Like I'm yeah. doing good this year. Like I finally, like, I'm not, I don't feel like I got to have all the things because honestly, if I was to calculate how much I had spent from when I first started planning, like, oh, <laughs> I could have paid off a lot of debt. <laughs> I'm over here trying to figure out how to pay, pay this credit card off. I, I could have paid this card off because right. it's just, it's, it's so small, but it builds up kind of deal. Does. Um, mm-hmm. So I wish I would have known more self-control when mm-hmm. when I first started planning. And I think the excitement of it is what gets you because it, it seems to me that for a lot of planners, this is a this is like a um a outlet, you yes. know, to a certain extent. Like, you know, it's our outlet, it's as women and mothers and wives, you know, we do so much and it's like when we get to sit and plan, like we zone out, it's our outlet, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. But, you know, you get with your girlfriends and in your chats and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, did you get this? Did you get it? You know, you see everybody else with it. And it's like, oh, I have to have it. So I think for me, the biggest thing is just, you know, like realizing that FOMO is real and you have to learn your, it, it's going to take a minute to learn yourself and mm-hmm. your style to know you don't have to have all the things. You know, because yeah. I can I could look at some of my sticker books and it's like, I'm probably not gonna use this book. Ever. Why did I, why did I go <laughs> get this sassy plans book that got all this smart aleck stuff in it that I know I'm not about to put in my plan you know, and it's just but people yeah. don't know. They get into planning, they get so excited about it and and they just running and like I I got somebody in the planning, like this girl was like my play sister when I was growing up. And she's so mm-hmm. deep in it. Sometimes I'd be like, girl, you don't have to go get it. No, you don't have to. But I, I know the feeling. It's like, it's that FOMO. So, yeah. you know, that would be the one thing. To, to take your time, learn your style, learn FOMO is real. But you have to really learn self-control and self-discipline. Because otherwise, you're wasting money that you're going to regret later. See, and and that that is very real. I, I think for me... <laughs> 
the other side of it was it, I wasn't so much in a happy planner. I got a happy planner and I was like, don't nobody, I don't have this much stuff to put in nowhere. Like the three boxes mm-hmm. thing was just like, I don't, I don't have, I got one box full of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then when I made my own inserts, it was like, well, I got to have something to put these in. So six months later, I have nine file effects and, you know, seven Kiki K's, A5 oh. personal. I have two entire shelves full of it, file effects kiki and now i'm into like hobonichi it's travelers no it's a serious problem so <laughs> girl <laughs> what? so um i started like, like being on the facebook pages i was like stalking all of the ones that i really really wanted because people buy them and then they'll sell them and then there are colors with kiki k they run out like i got one of the personal size which is medium um, and Kiki K, um, the red ones when they came, cause red was like, I was like, I have to have me a red planner for Christmas because I'm like obsessed with Christmas. But when I sit back and I look at like these things, I'm like, Wooch. <laughs> um, you know, it's yeah, I don't even that's know what a lot. Kiki K is. Oh or, my goodness. I like, have to I'm show so, you, girl. No, don't show me. Nope. I don't need to see it. <laughs> You're like, that's the point. That. But th- that is one thing where I feel like I'm, I'm under a rock in a lot of stuff because there's so much more planner stuff out there. Yeah. And yeah. I will say that I, I, I'm not one of those people that have to have like, you know, I got to have this. And first off, I'm cheap also. So that, that has yeah. a lot to do with it. Um, But, you know, I don't I do have a little more discipline in that because I want one planner to show everything for the whole year. Like, yeah. I don't want. I did two months in this one, and then I got this one, and I did one month, and I did this one, and that, you know, so I'm a little bit, but I don't know what a Kiki K is, a Philo yeah. <laughs> I just learned what, what Foxy Fix or something oh, like that. Yeah, uh, yes, yep, I got me one, mine's in the yeah. mail, my little Hobonichi, <laughs> Foxy oh, Fix. See that? I just learned what that Love it, love it. I am, like, I'm a big, I love Peach Palmetto. Oh and gosh, they, love her stuff. Love it. Their, uh, they did a collab with Foxy Fix, and but I didn't let FOMO get to me because everybody was like, "Oh, you gotta get the fi-. I didn't get the the peach pop order thing because I'm not a peach girl, you know. So yeah. I'm I'm very mm-hmm. specific about certain things. I'm a pink girl. I'm a black girl, but I won't get like a peach, purple, green, blue. Nah, I'm gonna stick to my colors and. Yeah, that's really good. It's a lot. It's it's difficult. Like we we've been talking about to kind of not want to have all of the things and not have all the pretty things, but finding your own your your own lane, as you would say, in planning, I think is has worked well for you, and that's really good. Um, so to talk a little bit more about your shop. Now you make tumblers and cups, um, and make them say all of the fun stuff. How was how was starting that? What was it like um, to kind of get that going? Was it difficult? Did you have any like kind of rough spots? And if you did, like how'd you how'd you get through that? Um, it wasn't too difficult to get it started. I had a um, a girlfriend that just taught me just like just do it, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, getting it started, I, I think it was pretty. It was it was fine getting it started. Um, getting my name out there it wasn't that bad either. You know, like I had like a lunch party, you know, I think I started off just experimenting and trying to figure out how to do a couple of things. And then I had a lunch party and I had people over and stuff like that. And, you know, from there, it just started to branch out a little bit, which I still feel like I'm very minimal and basic. I don't think my shop is that great compared to a lot of shops that I see. Um, 
I feel like there's a lot of room for me to expand and things that I want to get yeah. into here. Um, but it seemed pretty simple. I, I think the biggest difficulty for me was, you know, once I really started the Etsy page and like random people that I didn't know started ordering from me online, mm-hmm. the biggest the biggest issue that I probably had was like learning proper packaging, learning the ropes of shipping and things of that nature, because there's areas where you might take an L. Like I had one time somebody had, they had ordered these teachers appreciation sets that I did. And it was probably ordered like five sets. It was like five glasses, five mugs. And this stuff showed up to them completely broken, like shattered. Mm. And, you know, I thought I wrapped it good and everything like that. And, you know, what I learned was, you know, you got to put more into it as far as, you know, shipping and wrapping. But then I learned that, you know, there's ropes when it comes to shipping. Like, um, you know, you can somebody can order first class mail because they want to be cheap about it. But and I might send it and I write, you know, fragile all over it. But the post office it's still going to just throw it all over the place because it's first class and it's not insured. And it's, you know, so I, I had to learn the ropes of how to properly, properly, you know, have my shipping details and my options for customers so that it protects both of us. And I'm not, you know, having it put more into it because of course I want customer satisfaction. So the few times that people's stuff was showing up broken, now I got to go replace it. I got to remake it. I got to ship it for free. You know, it's like the little bit of profit I made because my company, my business is not that expensive. All that went down the drain. So I had to, that was probably my, my hardest lesson when it came to starting the company. Um, just learning the ropes of shipping and proper packaging. Now, shoosh, you can't tell you me nothing. <laughs> I wish you would tell me that stuff came broken. <laughs> so that was that was right. my biggest thing. So what would um you say would be your advice to someone who wanted to kind of not just get into the planning community, but also pull that creative side of themselves and start their own Etsy shop, whether it be, you know, making tumblers or making cups or doing things with their planners. Um, what What's your advice to someone who, who wanted to do that? Um, well, I mean, I definitely say don't just do something because you see somebody else doing it. Um, be like, oh, she, she's got a sticker shop. I'm going to do a sticker shop. You know, I feel like you have to have a passion for what you're doing. You have to, you have to know what you love. So, you know, I feel like when I was a makeup artist, I loved makeup then, you know, I was taking classes and this and that, like that was my thing. Um, with me starting my shop, I love collecting drinkware so that, you know, like you have to love what you're doing. So for me, I feel like if I'm going to tell anybody else, it's, it's definitely not to just do something because you see somebody else doing or you see how much money they make in or something like that. Yeah. You know, like, you might not make a lot of money. You know, like I don't make a lot of money with my company, I but it's I love it. It's my passion. I mean, it might yeah. give me some gas money here and there, but I like seeing the excitement of somebody telling me, you know, this is what I want to make. Can you execute it? And you know, me making it the way that they want and their joy in doing it, you know, so you have to find your reason for doing stuff and -hmm. you have to make sure that it's something that it's not just a task, it's that you really love it. 
So, so that would be what I said. But then you also have to do your research, you know, because it's going to take an is an initial investment on your part. Yeah. Um, you got to be ready to take the L's a little bit with the W's. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you just got to do your research, but just do it for you. You know, like somebody else might, you might tell somebody else, oh, I want to start making tumblers. And they're like, that's, you know, like I did not know the planner community. There were so many people that had silhouettes and crickets and stuff. I had no clue. Here I am thinking I'm being original with something. And, you know, <laughs> they were like, oh, I can make that too. I'm like, all right. You You're know, like, that's, that's, that's cool. <laughs> right. Like I had no clue. But then when I look at it, it's like, but what are you making your stuff for? Like, are you doing it just because you want to do it for yourself? Are you doing something because you really like it and you're you're trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like, how much are you putting into what you're putting out? Like, you can right. have a silhouette and a cameo, I mean, a, a cameo and a cricket as much as you want, but what's your purpose? Um, so, so I think that I will also tell somebody to just realize what their purpose is. And, and mine was definitely, yeah, I want a little bit of extra income here and there, but I wanted something to take up my time and that I loved and enjoyed and that would bring other people happiness. And, you know, you just got to know your why. That's right. really it. Your why. So last question is, um, what are you not so good at as far as the planner trends go? And is it something you want to improve on or is it something that you just said, eh, that's not for me? I'm always, I, I like asking this because you you see people's spreads and you're like, that's amazing. And you never knew like, oh, she's like, I, I can't draw or I can't uh, play stickers down properly or whatever it is. It's always interesting to kind of find those things out. So what are you not so good at as far as planner trends go? And are you going to improve on it or are you just like, that's not my thing? <laughs> honestly my youtube yeah planning planning and seeing people watching me you know yeah. like i probably i can't even remember how what videos i have on there but i've probably only done one plan with me um and I, and i probably had to drink a lot to even get through that one <laughs> um you know yeah. it's like relax my nerves so i would say when it comes to the planner community period Mm -hmm. seeing people watch me is what I'm not good at um yeah. you know I'm, I'm fine with my spreads and stuff Let, that's just like even with Goldmine and Coco like I have to I have to go live in the Facebook groups and it's it's nerve-wracking for me a couple of times because I don't my thought process when I plan I don't really know where it generates from it's kind of like mm -hmm. you know like certain people can take a bunch of stickers and they can lay it on wax paper and they know what their layout is going to be. That's not me. Like yeah. I'm, I, I might have 10 sticker books in front of me and it's like, let me just see how this is going to flow. And it might take me an hour and a half to do it. Um, mm -hmm. or even two hours. So what I'm not good at is knowing that someone is watching me and feeling the pressure of it and that's probably very much so why my youtube has not um continued i mean there's other reasons why it hasn't continued but that's my main one it's, it's just getting over the nerve so that might be my my biggest downfall when it comes to planning and stuff like that yeah, yeah. but it, hopefully these are things that you know you're able to work on um throughout the year and 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 maybe progress in you think <laughs> Yeah, I mean that is that is a plan. Um, 
I, I feel like I need to get some things set up a little bit more, like in my home and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. told, all the YouTube videos that I did starting off were all at Marquita's house. It was like, yeah. it was her and Yasmin pushing me like, you got to do it. You got to do your YouTube. So I did yeah. it, but it was at her house. And, and the setup is different there than it is at my own house. So, so finding the time for, for us to get together and me to feel comp like I've tried on my, but I'm not confident in it on my own. You know, there's yeah. things that I'm just not ready for. Um, but it is, it is part of the, you know, I don't know how much I would make an impact with my YouTube page. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, t- I, I asked that because it's, you just never know, you know, somebody might be listening and say, I'm not good at that either. And, and you, you know, I'm not alone or I hear some ideas that I have, you know, that I'll help me, um, get over that or move to this next step or whatever. So that's why I ask. And I want people to think that I want, I want them to tell everybody that they, they suck at bullet journaling just to be telling people. So that's, that's, no, uh, but you know what, again, bullet journal has to be your thing, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm um, And I don't, I don't see that as being, you know, I do want to journal a little bit, but I don't see that being, um, I feel like I've, since I've gone into planning, I'm very good at, you know, not just doing stuff because everybody else is doing it, but really just focusing on what works for me. So, you know, I feel like people that bullet journal and like, that's their vibe. Like they are, you know, they love it. They, their energy comes from it. You know, my energy ain't going towards bullet journaling. It's just Mm -hmm. not. Now, you did say that you got in trouble for journaling. Can you just talk about that a little bit? <laughs> what do you mean by I got in trouble for journaling? Because I was the one getting in trouble trying to read at the table or read in class, reading a book when I should have been reading what the assignment was, having my books fall onto my lap. So what, what do you mean you got you know in trouble what? for journaling? Uh, anybody that knows, anybody that's close to me, I'm a very outspoken person. Um, mm-hmm. Like... I, yeah, I, I'm very outspoken. And and so journaling was, when I was younger, my form of being outspoken, you know, writing on paper. And yeah. I would talk about everything. I ran my mouth too much. And <laughs> things that I would write in my journals are, were never things that I would tell my parents. Uh. Um, but it, it got to the point where I, one time I went to the bathroom with my dress because I was so paranoid of like my parents finding it. I went mm-hmm. to the bathroom with it and my mother was like, uh, you know, she's like, what you, what you got with you? She must have seen me bring it. I don't know what it was. This is a little yellow notebook journal. And I'm like, and I told her none of your business. Oh, no, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> so she let it go. In that moment, she let it go. But the next day, my father mm. showed up to my school and there was an announcement. Tell Candace to, to you know, get her stuff out of her locker and this, that, and the other. And my father was meeting me at my locker. So I left my class. He was at my locker. And he was like, bring that yellow journal that you that you didn't you told your mama was none of her business. Oh, daddy, daddy got you. Daddy got you. And <laughs> I never went back to that school after that day. So I came home and he sat at the table and he read this journal from front to back and I oh, and I had to no. watch him read it and um I was like a, a middle school dropout for like two weeks because like they were trying to figure out what school I was gonna go like I was not going back to that school and yeah. you know so even though you know 
even afterwards, it took me a few years before I started journaling again. You know, when I got older and stuff like that, I started journaling again. <laughs> but now that I'm in my 30s, you know, uh, you know, it might even be planning is like a form of journaling now for me. You know, yeah, just put, the, you know, I might do a little bit of memory planning here and there or something like that. Just remember stuff. But really, really writing my thoughts down. I don't do that no more. I'm still trying to figure out like what works in that regard or whatever. But you know, until then, you know, planning a little bit of memory planning here and there, yeah. you know, that'll get me there so far, I guess. So that's it for this week's episode of the Plan on Purpose podcast. I appreciate Candace for being so real and so open about all of these topics. Yes, FOMO is real. And she even touched on how good it feels to see herself in her planners. And trust me, I can definitely relate to that. I'm rooting for you, Candace, and I can't wait to see your YouTube grow, girl. Head on over to Instagram and check her out at candies.planner.creations. I bet you're going to like what you see. Until next time, thanks so much for rocking with me and listening to this episode and head on over to Instagram at Plan On Purpose and let me know what you think about these podcasts. Like, subscribe, and let me know if there's anything you want to hear about. I'm down to talk if you're down to listen. 